Welcome to Boy Boy Time Podcast. We're gonna get lady time, yeah. Oh, it's your boy, Boy Time Podcast. Coming in with the slam dunk of a theme song. Hi, ho, ho, it's me, Stuber, back at it again with a new episode of the Boy Time Podcast. And as always, I'm joined by Babby and Paul. Hello. Oh. oh. We have a slam dunk episode this week. Someone listened to my prayers, because now we actually do have some announcements. All uh, right. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. I guess It was me. You're welcome. It was probably Paul. It was me. It's always me. We just needed one dead month, and so that now that like February is here, well, I mean, it isn't here by us. Now the year it, starts. But now the year is starting. Exactly right. Now it's real hours. Um, we got, uh, the announcement of when Succession Season 4 is coming out. We got, uh, we got some, like, stuff with Naughty Dog. Druckmann's been doing some interviews, so we got, kind of know what's going on there. Uh, and James Gunn, just today, just did his big ol', here's what's going on in D.C. for the next couple years thing. Uh, with one movie of his, maybe. I don't know how many of these are going to be directed by him, if any. I know one of them. He's doing a Superman movie. Uh, not, not who I would pick, but I'm sure it'll be good. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that a little later. But we'll start off with gaming news. Heck yeah. Because uh, we always love good gaming news. Um, this is, I guess, technically this is bad gaming news, but that new, uh, that Star Wars Jedi Survivor game is delayed. Oh, no. Oh, my uh, God. Every single game. It's every like... single game. Uh, I think the other one got delayed, too. The first one, I think that one was delayed. I don't know. This one is also, you have to keep in mind that this is an EA game, so. I don't know. Probably not to like be a triple A company or anything. No, not a triple A company. This is a little small no. indie company. Quadruple A. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. They might need a little more time than they thought they would. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a huge delay. It was originally going to come out on March 17th, and now it's April 28th. So oh, it's like okay. six weeks. So. It's not that bad, man. No, it's not that bad. It's not like two years. <laughs> no, it is not cyberpunk. <laughs> um, so I guess that's... Good. Unfortunately, I was kind of a fan of that that game coming out, and then I'd have like a couple months to play it, and then uh, Breath of the Wild would come out. And but now I think this lines up to where it's coming out like a week before Breath of the Wild two comes out. And uh, yeah, I'm playing Breath of the Wild. I'm sorry. <laughs> so that's a little unfortunate, but that's okay. Let's talk about Naughty Dog news. There have been some weirdo stuff. There's there's developments with the Naughty Dog stuff. Obviously, a show is going on right now, so Cuckman is going around doing interviews with everybody. He did an interview with BuzzFeed this week, reputable source of BuzzFeed, um, where he talked about the future of Naughty Dog. And there was... Some interesting things, he said. He said that Naughty Dog is done with Uncharted, which I 
am glad to hear because I think Uncharted 4 was like a great ending to the series. I wouldn't want that series to continue. But there was a PlayStation 5 promo that came out this week um, that was like going through a bunch of like games on the PS5 and also like new games coming on the PS5. And there was one frame that has like a blonde chick in a cave holding a torch heading towards like a relic. And it's like, oh, that kind of looks like slight spoilers for Uncharted 4. It kind of looks like Nathan Drake's daughter at the end of that game. So it's like, is she going to be the new Nathan Drake? Um, I hope not. I just want new stuff from Naughty Dog. I don't want them to keep pumping out the same IPs over and over again. Because, I mean, the last time they made an IP was The Last of Us 1. And that was in, like, 2013, I think. Something like that. Around there. Yeah. So it's been they a hot just minute. make her the protagonist in a new series that's completely unrelated. And it's yes. a completely different game. <laughs> <laughs> I would be a fan of that. I don't know what it would be. Just Peggle 2, but with that yeah, chick in it. It's like a puzzle. Game. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I mean, yeah, I, I, I would like to see that. A Hidden Pictures game with Nathan Drake's daughter in it. That would be awesome. I feel like if Naughty Dogs did a Hidden Picture type game, that'd be really really good actually i have no idea what that would even be like that'd be really good (laughs) because those games are like pretty decent just despite like all the corny dialogue and like badly written game yeah like typical game story but yeah like if like a visual novel with like some yeah yeah i mean i would i would definitely check out a naughty dog visual novel it's just like so not what they would do no just knowing their their entire history um but i am i am very interested in what they've got next uh he also talked about the last of us uh in related and you know related to the last of us three he basically said there's no plans for it right now he's open to it he's basically like if we come up with a story that I think is going to be good, then we'll move ahead on it. But we're happy where it ended right now. So that just leaves more questions than answers. So it's like if you're not working on Last of Us 3, you're not working on Uncharted 5. Uh, we know that they're working on that multiplayer Last of Us thing that's coming out this summer, I think. So then what else are they working on? Because I, I doubt the entire Naughty Dog st- team is working on that multiplayer game. I would be surprised, but I don't know, maybe. So we'll see what's going on there. Um, also in the interview, Druckmann said he would be happy to make a second season of the show. Um, yeah, he would. Yeah, he would. Because uh, <laughs> that was before. It, it did officially get renewed for season two. Uh, Druckmann did say That's that... That's where the real fun starts. Yeah, I'm a little worried about how this is going to go. But, uh, yeah, season two is going to be The Last of Us Part Two, Um, and he iterated in the interview that, uh, if it gets renewed for, like, when it, when it was unsure as to whether season two was going to happen or not, he said that, no, even if it did get renewed, we're not going to go past the games. This is not going to be a Game of Thrones situation, 
where like the first couple seasons are great and then as soon as George R. R. Martin took 500 years to write a new book then the series will fall off he's basically like we're not going to do that so it's getting renewed renewed for season two and then that's probably going to be the end of it if if Druckmann is to be believed um but I don't know how they would do another season of this show um but I guess we can talk about this new episode because this is like the highest rated one from all of the reviews who have seen it ahead of time. This is the one that is the highest rated one, the one that just came out this week. And it does seem to be the one that people are resonating with the most. So we can probably give our two cents on this one. But we'll wait for show stuff. Um, but yeah, that there's a little Naughty Dog update. Still no... Uh, word on when that multiplayer Last of Us game is going to be coming out uh, in good old San Francisco. I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll probably see it E3 this year. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, was, <laughs> it was announced earlier this week that E3 is going to be moving ahead without Nintendo, without PlayStation, Sony, and without Microsoft, what's left? Devolver. <laughs> Devolver. If Devolver just gets all day, that would be great. Um, which is interesting. I, I read the article. What's weird about it is that Xbox is on, like, the board of, like, this electronics whatever um, that puts together E3. So they are definitely financially incentivized to make E3 be like a big draw, but for some reason Xbox is not going to be there. Not entirely sure. Phil Spencer gave like a real roundabout answer about it where he's like, we're still going to try to make E3 the best it's going to be. And like, we we are going to try to keep our event uh, convenient for the the like media and vendors and stuff and maybe even the consumers which means not the consumers at all which means you're gonna have to buy another ticket if you're going to uh, la for e3 then you're gonna have to get another ticket to get the xbox thing maybe that's why they want to do it but that seems like that's a drop in the bucket for gouging ticket sales (laughs) i feel like xbox can make any means necessary yeah i don't know i'm not a businessman but i would think that you would be better off not like dividing your your thing you would just want to make e3 be really big instead of having two events and then have them compete with each other i don't know but the competition of the market man uh yeah laissez-faire uh financial economics is the free full. market strikes again <laughs> i am the free market yes phil spencer is an economist at heart i know he really is uh yeah so i don't know i don't know what's going on there uh we'll see what's going on i guess so now we have e3 and then i'm guessing we're getting three different kind of like showcases we're getting the nintendo direct probably this devolver not devolver but the developer direct that xbox is doing and then we're probably going to get a showcase from playstation i wonder if any of those are going to be at summer games fest I don't know. Or if they're just going to all be their own thing. Uh, I don't know. My personal opinion is that we probably shouldn't have left E3, even though it was really cringy. It was kind of fun. 
Like there was like three days where you could just like watch and it was just constant big announcements and stuff and also big cringe, which was also funny. Um, and now that's pretty much not a thing now that everything is digital, which I guess some of that is that COVID happened. And so we, it was kind of forced to go that way. But now that, you know, we can do stuff in person, we should, because how else are we going to get my Orthodox rabbi Bill Clinton gets the game award for Elden Ring. True. Can't have that in a digital. Can't do that on Zoom. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Could really easily, but it wouldn't have a big impact. Oh, what's that? What's that guy who who used to go around on Zoom, like Uh, classroom? Too mad. Too mad. Yeah, too mad. Just hijacks the game award Zoom and, uh, you know, just belly dances or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I would be a fan of that. Have Too Mad host the E3. That's that's my uh, ultimatum towards the E3 people. Uh, you can have that one for free. So, there you go. That's it for gaming news. Uh, most of it is negative, and then some of it is just like, oh, what's going on at Naughty Dog? So, there you go. That's gaming. We'll move on. Uh, miscellaneous news. This is more just industry business stuff. Um, But much like HBO and Discovery, we're getting another merger of subscription services. It's going to be Paramount Plus and Showtime. Hooray. Hooray. I'm actually a fan of this. Um, I was not a fan of HBO Max and Discovery Plus because it cut everything that they were making in HBO Max stuff. But as long as they don't cut, like, Showtime stuff, like, Showtime has a pretty G-dang good library of movies, and Paramount Plus does too, so, like, this is a, I think this is a win, especially for film idiots like me who like older movies, like, Paramount's been around forever, so, like, they have the library of stuff, uh, so it's, it's very cool and neat, but... A little bit unfortunate because you had to like get Showtime, and then you also had to get Paramount Plus to get some of them. So now that it's going to be one, that'll probably be a little bit better. Plus, I don't know how many people are buying a Showtime subscription, so this is probably good for them too. Well, I mean, I know it's good for them, otherwise they wouldn't do it. Well, actually, that's not true. HBO Max is doing that, and it's definitely not good for them. Uh, so, wah wah, a little unfortunate. Move on to movie news. Uh, We got some word on what Guillermo del Toro is going to be doing next. He's working on unannounced live-action movie. Uh, But next up, he's doing another stop-motion movie. Um, It's it's an adaptation of the book Buried Giant. The Buried Giant. I believe it's a Japanese novel. So I don't know anything about it. But people are excited. So... I sure. I mean, I trust Guillermo del Toro and his stop motion stuff now. I mean, I always trust Guillermo del Toro. He's my he's my favorite boy. I mean, that's not true, but he is the cutest director on the scene right now. Um, so I'll give him points for that for sure. So, there you go. If you're a big fan of the Buried Giant, I guess you're just jumping for joy right now. And if you're not, then you're like, okay. There you go. Let's talk about 
DC stuff. James Gunn's these nuts films. Uh, James Gunn did a big old Kevin Feige roadmap thing, except I don't think there was a roadmap. It was just kind of like he was announcing things. It's like, we're working on this. We're working on this. We're working on this. We only got a couple dates for things. Uh, and I think one of them is that we did get a release date for the, the Batman 2. That's going to be October 3rd, 2025. So we're still... Batman movie? Yeah, The Batman 2. Oh. Is this the... This is the first time there's been a 2 in a Batman movie. Which is kind of weird. Big milestone. (laughs) This is a big milestone. Uh, It's also not going to make it confusing at all. Because when you're talking about Batman 2, are you talking about... The, the Batman Part Two. The, oh yeah, it is going to be called the Batman Part Two. I forgot that they they added the part to it, like The Last of Us. Yes, um, they want to be them so much. That, that's right. <laughs> I can't wait for Robin to just get brutally murdered in the first two hours of the movie. Robin, <laughs> uh, it would be Batman getting murdered, and then Robin. Oh yeah, I suppose it would be it. Batman getting murdered, which is a thing in the comics. Oh. They could do that then. They, they could, could just steal their whole flow. I don't think Matt Reeves is going to do that, but that might be. So there's two Batman movies in the works. There's that one. And then there's also this new Bat Family movie. Um, it's called The Brave awful. and the Bold. Uh, that sounds even worse. Okay, so <laughs> The Bat Family, it just means that um, Robin is played by Damian Wayne instead mm. of Jason Todd. Or it sounds like a sitcom. It does sound like a sitcom. It's not called the Bat Family movie. It's called the Brave and the Bold. That's still bad. <laughs> well, that that's like a run of comics for Batman. Oh, yeah. So it's it's not like, you know, this just made it's still up thing. stupid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, eh. uh, but this is going to be interesting because this is going to be the first time we've seen Robin in live action since Batman and Robin. I don't know. I don't know if that means it's going to be good, but uh, it, it seems like people have been a little bit scared to touch Robin ever since Batman and Robin, and Batman Forever. Is that the one with Val Kilmer in it? I think that's the one with Val Kilmer in it. Everyone forgets about that one. There's the Batman one with the Joker, and there's Batman with Danny DeVito as the Penguin, and then there's Batman Forever. I think that's the one that has. Uh, Jim Carrey is the Riddler, and uh, the guy from No Country from Old for Old Men playing Two Face, and then awesome. nobody nobody remembers that one because the one following that is the one with the nipple Batman suit and Arnold is Mister Freeze and it's really bad, but yeah, Batman Forever does exist and it does have Robin in it. I think it's Dick Grayson, if I remember right. Because there's like four Robins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so in the Brave and the Bold, I'm kind of hoping that we do see kind of like Nightwing. And because Nightwing's awesome. And also, I'm also a fan of, is it Red Hood? Is that what uh, that one turns into? Yeah, Red Hood. Like a Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, well, there's Red Hood. That's Jason Todd. And then there's another one, the Robin that was after Jason Todd, 
once he stopped being Robin, he turned into Red Robin, and then Damian Wayne became Robin. It's not confusing at all. So there's nope. four Robins. Red Hood uses guns, though. He's the only one that kills people. Oh. Edgy. Yeah, he was tor- he was tortured by the Joker. Nice strategy. Yeah, it was a pretty it was a pretty good strategy. Joker was like, "Haha, I'm gonna torture Robin and then turn him against the Batman." And then the Batman's like, "We're family. You can't kill me. This is Brazil. This is Brazil." <laughs> and then he was like, "Oh, you're right. I'm not going to be a bad guy anymore. I'm just gonna shoot bad people." He's the Punisher of DC, I suppose. Uh, is Punisher oh, is Punisher that's Marvel right? Punisher is Marvel okay it seems it like a DC character it does seem like a DC character but I guess both comic books needed like an anti-cop thing that gets picked up by cops yeah of course I mean why wouldn't you Red Hood is so cool he kills bad people it's not a statement on the current police affairs or anything like that uh, yeah so there's two Batman movies. Uh, the Batman Part Two is in. It's like I forgot what he called it. It's like the Batman, uh, the DC like Mirrorverse or something, which just means these DC movies that are like not connected to the universe that they're like making right now. They're big old the cinematic universe, I guess, because they've completely like re. They've reset it. The Snyder stuff is cut. None of that. None of that is real. Uh, it seems like they're starting from scratch. Uh, starting with the Flash. I'm not. In, I don't know. I saw James Gunn said that the Flash is maybe the best superhero movie of all time, um, which I would have <laughs> trust him saying that maybe like three years ago before he got involved with DC. But now that he is the head of DC, I don't trust James Gunn opinions on uh, <laughs> DC movies. I don't know if that's a little bit crazy, but oh, so, it's crazy! Yeah, you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know who's gonna see this movie, because uh, I'm still surprised they're releasing it after all the Ezra Miller stuff. But I guess I saw, what did James Gunn say? It was something like. Oh, they've been really good ever since they went to rehab and stuff. It's like, he kidnapped people. Like, that was the thing. He, like, kidnapped people and tortured them. It's like, that's, (laughs) he's okay now. It's like, okay, okay. It's a little weird, but, you know, we're getting the new trailer for The Flash at the Super Bowl, so I'm super pumped. I think that might, is that the first trailer for The Flash? Has there been one before? I have no idea. I don't think so. I think this is the first one. I'd assume not. Yeah, they probably delayed just considering those trailers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we got. We'll go through the the slate of DC stuff. I don't. Most of this I don't care about, but I'll say it anyways. Uh, and this is a slate of TV and movies, so it kind of dips into show news too. But that's fine. Uh, the first one is Booster Gold. That's TV. I don't know anything about Booster Gold. Next is Swamp Thing. That's going to be a horror movie. I don't know if they saw that Marvel thing that they did, that black and white edgy horror thing they did. That was also, I think that guy's name, like, Man... Man... 
I forgot what it is. What, oh, it's Werewolf by Night. Isn't that the the name of it? The Marvel thing? Oh, no. Is it? I don't know. Special presentation. Yeah, I thought that one was about the Swamp Thing and Marvel, because I think they both have a Swamp Thing. But I guess DC is making a Swamp Thing, too, and they're making it specifically a horror movie. So there you go. Uh, Paradise Lost. That is the Amazons before Wonder Woman. I don't... That doesn't sound interesting to me, but I guess that's a TV show, so whatever. Uh, the Authority. It's a weirdo group, like the Guardians of the Galaxy, because, of course, James Gunn likes taking these weirdo things and then giving them some heart. I don't know if that is made... If that's going to be made by... James Gunn, I kind of hope it is, because that's really the only person I'd trust with this, so there's that. We're getting a Green Lantern TV show. I wouldn't care about this, but my man Jon Stewart is in it, and I like the Black Green Lantern more than I like Hal Jordan, so um, he's going to be in it with Hal Jordan, which is a little unfortunate. They should get the other... The other white Green Lantern, the, like, ginger one that's really angry all the time. They should just ha have him be in it, because Hal Jordan is boring. Jon Stewart's cool, and then the angry one's funny. Just get rid of Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan is the Superman of, of, well, I was about to say the Superman of DC Comics, but they already have one of those. So that's, that's unfortunate. Uh, we're also getting an Amanda Amanda Waller TV show. Remember the bad lady from the Suicide Squad that gets knocked out with a broom? Ever want to have a TV show about her? Heck yes. <laughs> yes. So I guess we're getting a TV show about Amanda Waller. I don't know if Viola Davis is coming back. Probably. What else is she doing? I believe it's happening. I know. I'm pumped. <laughs> uh, next is Superman Legacy. This is going to be James Gunn's superhero movie. Um, it was interesting. He's, he made a statement today where it was like, I want to address uh, the like accusations that we fired Henry uh, Cavill from being Superman. That's not true. We never even hired him in the first place. He was like, he's not wrong. Yeah. He was like, I, I had a very specific vision for this Superman movie, and Henry was not it. Like, geez, James, calm down a little bit. Like, just say that, that we didn't hire him in the first place. You didn't have to, like, eviscerate him a little bit at the end. He's um, a little sassy. He's a little sassy. Uh, next is Creature Commandos TV. I don't know anything about this, but it was announced. So somewhere, someone somewhere in the DC fandom gets it, and they're super excited right now. Uh, the Brave and the Bold, we already talked about that. And then we're getting a Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow movie. I'm sure that this movie will have the same fate as Batgirl. I don't know. I'm just saying that now because I know that, like, you know, all the angry people, all the angry people are already, like, tweeting about this, saying that it's the woke SJW stuff, and it, we haven't even seen, like, a single frame Woman. From it. it was just... <laughs> A superhero so, woman, and people are already upset. girl is going to be played by a woman? <laughs> what? They yeah. made it political. I can't believe <laughs> um, Yeah, I'm not interested in this, not because uh, she's a woman, but because Superman and Supergirl are inherently not interesting. 
I'm kind of interested in the James Gunn Superman movie just because it's James Gunn. Otherwise, I would not be interested at all. So I want to get out in front of the uh, woke allegations because I know everyone's always calling us woke in the comments. And Yeah, you're extremely woke. you got to work on that. Yeah, I know. I need to start hating women. There you go. It's the only way to be reputable in, in entertainment it's media. It's the only way to cover entertainment media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Call me Ben Shapiro. This movie sucks you're, because I disagree with the politics in it. You're either a normal person or someone who has to squeeze woke into every single title of a YouTube <laughs> video. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Uh, so that's it with the DC stuff. Uh, don't know when any of this is coming out except for the Batman Part Two, which oh, is Batman. like uh, like a little under three years away. Um, so well, I guess we'll get there when we get there. I don't even know if it's done uh, being written yet. I know that Matt Reeves is kind of busy with this Arkham Asylum show and then the Penguin show, so we're probably gonna get. I mean, we're not going to be out of the universe for three years like we were with the Nolan stuff. Um, it's hard to believe that we had to wait like four or five years in between The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Rises. Imagine waiting that long to be let down. True. Yeah. I've waited longer. That's right. You played The Last of Us 1 and then played The Last of Us 2. And then liked Last of Us 2 better than Last of Us 1. <laughs> oh, you like it more? We are not the same. I, I think it's it, it plays a lot better. Well, the gameplay sure. is better. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. I'm getting ready to play it right now because I just finished the first one. Uh, and I don't think I'm going to get all the achievements. I think I've decided what? that I'm not going to do it. That game is really hard. Oh, yeah. Well, you don't even have to do all the difficulties. It's just like you have to find all the firefly pendants and stuff. Oh. Um, and I thought that I was pretty good at like finding all the pendants. And by the end, I think I had like 20 out of 53. And I'm like, I have no idea where I even missed. Like, because I was like so scrutinous about like checking every single corner. And I missed like 30 of those suckers. I have no idea where they are. And I refused to look it up online. So I'm just not going to do it. I'm not gonna... a 200% if you won't do that. No, I'm not. Uh, I'll play Left Behind, and then I'll probably just go to Last of Us 2. I might play Last of Us 2 on Grounded, because I've never done that before. But I won't but do it might suck. Yeah, probably. <laughs> but... That game's hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the difference between you and me. I get to play the super hard mode and die yeah. and get frustrated and uh, probably not beat it. But I'm going and to I try. I don't. So who's the real? <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's up for debate. Truly. Uh, okay, then we'll move on to show news. The only thing of show news is we did get the release date for Succession Season 4. That is March 26th. Uh, there was Looks a trailer. Cool. I didn't watch it. I didn't either. Yeah. Don't need to. I saw like the headline where it's like trailer shows the the Roy kids teaming up against the dad, and I'm like, yep, I already got that from the end of the last season. So, 
I don't need to see the specifics. We'll just go in blind. So that'll be good. I'm excited. I love Succession. I don't really remember what happened. I'm going to have to watch a, a annoying YouTube video that's like, the, the entire story of Succession in 8 minutes. In 15 minutes. And he in talks three too fast. Minutes. I like watching those videos at half speed so that I can understand what's happening. I like watching them at 1.5 speed <laughs> so I can download as much information as possible. <laughs> In as little time as humanly yeah. possible. I'm a busy man. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's exciting. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan of Succession. Uh, w- let's talk about The Last of Us Episode 3. Let's do it. What did you think of The Last of Us Episode 3? I thought it was incredible. I can't believe Bill's gay. What? It's crazy. This This is woke. This is so disingenuous. Um, That was probably the best episode by far. Yeah. I think. I mean, it... This is what expanding a story looks like. Yes. Across media. Um, Yeah. Yeah, so I... I mean, I had faith in this... In, like, the kind of crew that they have for this, but... I mean, like... This episode really showed how you can tell different stories within this format because you don't have to worry about gameplay or like anything like that. So they can really dive into this, which is great. I wasn't sure how they were going to handle it, but I feel like this is a lot better than what I was expecting. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm just glad we don't have to go back to the high school. Real. (laughs) That one, that one scene, like the one little bit where it's Joel and Ellie at the beginning, and there's the zombie that's under the crashed rocks. That was like so freaky. I had to like not look. I'm like, what are you doing, you stupid idiot? Stop going closer to the zombie. Me getting scared after knowing what happens. <laughs> well, that wasn't in the game. No, but I mean, I know she wasn't gonna die, <laughs> but like, still, I like, yeah. Like it would have it. been very unexpected because I was not expecting that to happen at all. So, for her to die? No, for the uh, if, if the big guy would have been in the basement. Oh, oh, yeah, that would have been the bloater. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. I thought it was kind of funny. I mean, it was well done. Um, I didn't know Nick Offerman had that in him. Honestly, like I, I knew him from Parks and Rec, uh, but now he's like, that was like some really, really solid acting from, from both him and then the guy who played Frank. I, I don't, I'm, I haven't seen him in anything before. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really well done. I, I thought it was interesting how they just like, okay, by the end of this episode, Joel needs a car. We'll just do something else. Like, just get rid of the entire thing that happens in the game and then just have it be, like, a love story. Let's just emotionally destroy <laughs> everybody for fun. Which, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure, like, would I have preferred Frank to, like, have uh, for them to have, like, a big emotional fight and then for Frank to run off and then kill himself and then have... Bill find him later. I don't know. No. Because this was done really well. It's just like... Uh, I, I don't know. 
I don't want to fall into the pitfall of being like, oh, the game is better because I played the game. This was um, so much better than the game. <laughs> in terms of, like, storytelling, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, I just have to, like, kind of separate it. Maybe I shouldn't have just played the game. Like, yeah, that I think that was, was a mistake. Because <laughs> uh, now it's just going to be like, oh, that's not how it happened. Oh, that's not what happened. Because, like, that whole episode, none of that happened in the game. Not no. that I really, I don't really care about that. Um, yeah, you turned I, into that guy. No, I, I, I just shouldn't have played the game because now it's just gonna <laughs> distract me. Um, which is it's fine, but yeah, I, I really liked that where we got to see like an actual relationship, how it can happen even in. The post-apocalypse. I mean, you kind of see that with Joel and Tess, but not to the level of Bill and Frank in this episode. Because um, they really spend, like, the whole episode with them, which is surprising, because Bill is, like, maybe in the game for maybe, like, 20 minutes of gameplay. Like, he's barely in it. Uh, you're in his town, like, about as long without him than, without, uh, than with him. And then by the time any, like, emotional connection happens, you're already gone. So, like, for if the story was to expand on anybody, I'm glad it's Bill. Because it's, like, I don't think we need, like, a whole episode on backstory of, like, Sam and Henry. Because... Uh, I can't believe they did this to us, and then we're going to get Sam and Henry in, like, probably two episodes. Yeah. Well... We might even get that. We might get the start of it next episode. Yeah, Because the car is going to... Because they're headed to Pittsburgh right now. Uh, yeah. Where all that goes down. So, I don't know. I don't know if the ending is going to happen <laughs> at, uh, at next episode, but uh, definitely soon. Because we have a lot more beats to hit. Um, granted, the game... The, the game definitely, like, front loads, like, spring, or, like, what is it, summer and fall are definitely, like, way longer than winter and spring. Um, mm-hmm. So, it's, like, and I don't know how many episodes there's going to be. Is it going to be ten? I think it's ten, yeah. Okay. Let me see. Last of Us show episodes. Um, nine. Oh, nine. That's random. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so we're a third of the way through the show right now, and we just left Boston. Boston. And I assuming that it's going to hit the main beats being Sam and Henry, and then meeting Tommy, and then the, the making it to... What is it? Uh, what's what's the the university they go to where Joel takes a funny slip? Uh, I forgot what it's called. It's in Colorado, isn't it? Is it Denver? Maybe. I don't know. And Joel does a funny slip, and then cannibals, and then, uh uh-oh, whoopsie, firefly massacre, and then, uh, uh, the big promise that sets up the second one. So they could realistically do that. They could do it. As long as they keep doing these, like, because that episode was an hour 20. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how long the actual runtime was. It was probably around an hour 10. But, yeah. 
it was it was very good um and i learned i didn't know if, if you knew this but the last of us was going to be a movie in like 2014 um, yeah i remember hearing something about that yeah uh i don't remember what studio was going to do it or who even I'm glad was. it wasn't because it probably would have sucked <laughs> well that was the thing it was going to be a thing but then Druckmann like said no like he gave the executive decision to yeah. cancel it because the studio wanted it to be like a world war z type thing and he said we need to dial back the violence a bit and after seeing the show it's like yes that is the right call for sure mm-hmm. um because there was like the game is pretty violent and like but it uses its violence to kind of tell the same thing that the show is is that and that was something that Druckmann said in his interview where he was like, well, uh, if someone comes up with a story that has uh, a universal message and statement about love, then we'll m- make Last of Us 3. And it's like, the statement about love in The Last of Us 2 involves so much murder. But I guess technically there is a universal statement about love in there somewhere. Um so but now it kind of does feel like it's a universal statement about love because he's really dialing back like the zombie aspect of it. Um, mm-hmm. Especially, well, I want to say that, but also the end of the second episode was like the most zombies that I, uh, or probably ever been in the last of us thing. I've never seen that many zombies in the last of us, either of the games. And there was a whole horde of them. And then they had a kiss scene, which was funny. Mm-hmm. They should have, uh, they should have had Frank be infected. And then, uh, Bill goes in to kiss him, and then he gets the fungus in his throat. <laughs> just the same as the last episode. <laughs> <laughs> they just do that every episode. <laughs> yeah. It's just, they keep doing the zombie kiss, and it's a running theme. Because it's a universal statement about love. Of course. You're just praying that your two I do favorite think... characters don't kiss. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't do it. It's just going to randomly happen. This is why you shouldn't be gay, because you never know when you're going to kiss one of your homies and then he's going to have fungus in his anybody. mouth. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I do think it's the right way to go, because zombie shows are still played out at this point. I yeah. think it's better to focus on, on like the interpersonal relationships of everybody in this show, mm-hmm. since they do have like a great character setup for all of these characters that we can dive into further i think it'd be kind of bland if it was a cut and dry oh, like yeah. here's what the game is yeah uh, yeah you have to remember a majority of that game is uh carrying ellie around on paddles because she can't swim <laughs> <laughs> that is true i was so happy uh like they've done like little nods to like the most annoying parts yeah of of the game where it's like yeah it's like oh i need to get up here i need to find a ladder Oh, I need to do a swimming puzzle. Oh, I need to move a dumpster around. And they've done, like, Ellie's said that she can't swim in the show. Yeah. Um, which was just a joke because the water wasn't that deep. But, um, yeah, it's it's been good. Um, I think I was going to, like, kind of complain, or not not complain, but, like, kind of say like after the second episode i thought that they may have made joel a little bit too mean to start off with um because he's kind of an asshole not saying that he isn't in the game but he's like a little bit toned down in the game which makes it a little bit more believable but now we're starting to see the cracks i think i just Mm -hmm. needed to see the full thing once once i see this whole show i'm I'm probably gonna love it 
It's just as I'm seeing it right now, it's like, oh, but I want him to be nice. I want him to be nice like he is at the end of the game. Why isn't he nice yet? Joel's not necessarily a good person. No. <laughs> either. No, he's not. <laughs> I really like this neutral stance on it. I don't yeah. know. I'm really enjoying the show so much more than I thought I would. The yeah, first episode, it took me a minute. But, like, now I'm fully in. I also like how Ellie is very different. They definitely did mimic her more off of, like, an annoying child yeah. that should have been in the game, but the game didn't, like, exemplify that enough. I feel like she's, like, going at it, like, immediately mm, in she, the game. She was also played by a 26-year-old woman. Also true. It's it's yeah. not like God of War where they got, like, an actual teenager no. to play a teenager. Yeah. It, it's They had a... Because Ellie woman. never came off as awkward in the game because no. she had such a good voice actor. In the show, she's just, like, some awkward teenage girl. That's like has an obsession with weapons. Yes. So it's it's a lot more like realistic to where I would have wanted her character to be. Yeah. Especially knowing that we're gonna get a second season now. I would actually like the second season to be as violent as the second game. I yes. feel like that's where they could knock it up. That's that's where you need to knock it up. Yes. Like there's a big part of that game was the brutality and search for what like she thinks that she wanted. Yes. Violence when used right is like very effective like mm. i know i know it's like some people like that's an immediate turnoff like if something is like too brutal or something um but in my opinion you kind of need it in some cases um because like i think whenever i talk to people about this i use the example of like 12 years a slave where it's like you need to see like the slave master whipping lapita nyongo for like two minutes straight because if you just heard about that, where it was just, like, off, you know, like, she, the main guy's talking to her, like, after the fact, and she's like, yeah, he whipped me. Then it's like, there's not that same kind of visceral connection that you get by actually watching someone do that. And that kind of conveys the message a little bit stronger than just mm -hmm. having someone, or even just another character, be like, oh, yeah, she was whipped to death. Where it's like, yeah, that's bad. But when you see it, it's like, oh, no, yeah. yeah. It enhances the visual experience you're trying to get across. Yeah. They just did the same thing with Bill and Frank. Like, it wouldn't have been impactful if it, they didn't spend so much time on it. Right. And that's why it's like, you don't need the violence in the first yeah. story. Like, mm -hmm. the, the, the violence in the first game is more or less... Emotional just, violence. <laughs> well, yes, but it's just gameplay. You need to have something to do in this world... Uh, that has zombies and bad people in it. It's it, but the the actual like core of the story doesn't require violence at no. all. Um, the second game requires violence and it needs to go all out, like, mm -hmm. um, because that's just the whole thing. Uh, and I think I don't know if that's the direction they're gonna go. Obviously, they haven't started working on it yet. Um, cause yeah. it literally just got renewed. I think they need to be brutal on it. Otherwise it's not going to do it justice. Cause I think, I don't know. The second part story is so intricate where I feel like they could do a lot with it. But at the same time, I'm worried that they would, I feel like this second season would need 20 episodes, not nine. I really yeah. want to get into like the characters and the environments of that game. Yeah. I mean like that was the thing. I think it needs to be structured a little bit different. Oh, yeah, they could definitely do a different structure with it, too. Because, uh, yeah, that, that game is... And actually, I don't... 
if you do the same structure with The Last of Us 2, but just move it to a visual medium, that actually might be okay. Yeah. Maybe. It might work a little better, because you're not, like, as a player being like, let me get back to this, please. Right. Like, there have been... I'm trying to think of, like, examples. I can't think of any that are from, like, TV where you it's like a cliffhanger mid-season and then you sh- shift perspectives like that. But there's definitely been, like, parts in movies where, like... The Walking been... Dead did that in one season and everybody hated it because they did it very poorly. <laughs> you can do it right. Yeah, I think they I, didn't do it right. <laughs> I think there's potential because the actual, like, amount of time you're spending with Abby's perspective is going to be less because there's probably like 10 hours of gameplay in the second half of the last of us two somewhere around there, probably depending on how fast you're going. Um, suffice to say more than a nine hour show, uh, or whatever, nine episode show. So you're going to be spending less amount of time with these characters than you would in the game. So that might actually be okay, but I'm not sure. This is all just speculation. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know the direction they're going. I'm I'm really liking the direction they're taking this show. Um, it was a big old oopsie to replay the game. I should have played it after the show. But I was just re- I was just excited to get back in the world after the first one, or the first episode. I'm like, oh, boy, I'm getting the Last of Us bug again. Like, once a year, I play both of these games. Um, so I just decided to do it, and that was a mistake. So I don't know when the game comes out on PC, but that's probably when the show is going to end. Yeah. So wait. Just wait. If, you're gonna, if you have the bug, just wait. Play the second one. Yeah, play the second one. Yeah. You get any, yeah, you got a while for that one. So. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, so... That that is the uh, the thoughts on the Last of Us episode three. Don't know if we're gonna be talking about it next week. I feel like we've been doing episode by episode breakdowns at this point. It kind of deserves it, so I'm kind of <laughs> fine with doing it. Uh, yeah, if there's if there's stuff to talk about, if if the Sam and Henry stuff happens next week, oh then we God. will for sure talk about that. Um, by I'm the realizing way, more and more that the show is just trying to like crush people's spirits in every single episode oh absolutely i think Druckmann said this was supposed to be the happy episode so that's the happy episode yeah the end of that show made me like so sad i've been seeing like so many clips where it's like people have already made like fan edits of like (laughs) just give me one last good day and then it's like (laughs) they do like the up stuff as they're like having a nice day like what the are you guys psychopaths what is happening did you feel nothing why do you want to experience (laughs) this again and then tie it with up which already has one of the most depressing openings in any movie uh yeah I don't know. We'll see. I, I'm pumped. I'm strapped in. I'm ready for The Last of Us Part 4. Last of Us 1 Part 4. Last of Us Part 1 Part 4. I don't know how you want to say this. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I don't think there was anything too crazy about the people in Pittsburgh. Were they cannibals too? No, that was just kind of like a raider situation, I think. Oh, I don't yeah. Think that I was, know they like They shoes. were just kind of like 
Yeah, they did like shoes. And they had a big truck. Yes. I wonder if we'll see the big truck. I hope so. (laughs) I hope so, too. I love the big truck. It's very impractical and probably would not exist. Um, But who knows? By the time The Last of Us 2 happens, there's like an entire military complex in Seattle. So who knows? Maybe big truck is actually real. It's like people saying that cars wouldn't be around in Korra when it's like they had a giant drill machine in Ba Sing Se. Yeah, I was like, that. <laughs> <laughs> Dog, they can shoot fire from their wrists. You can't well, tell that... me they're not going to figure out how to do that. True, and some of them can even shoot electricity. Yeah. Just saying. they can, uh, Cars are not the, the thing that takes you out of Korra. That's all I'm going to say. It's like, no. okay. Tech exists. And it did exist in the last of not the last of us one, just Avatar. We're off topic. Uh, but that's all I have. That's all the news that happened this week and all of the new things that we watched. I didn't watch any movies. I watched what? I watched everything everywhere again. But oh, that's a movie. Oh, I watched Stagecoach. You want to talk about Stagecoach? Stagecoach. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a. Western from 1939. Yeah. Uh, It's regarded as the John Wayne classic. He doesn't say Pilgrim once. So what's the point? Unfortunate. And has John Wayne in it. So that's like a double bogey. He's in it and he doesn't even say his catchphrase. And you'll you'll never believe this, but there were no black people in the picture. What? (laughs) The only Mexican... In the in the movie was an idiot, uh, and then the indigenous people were the bad people because of course they were. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I suffice to say I did not like Stagecoach. It was fine. <laughs> it was fine. Is it is it a a Western masterpiece? Maybe it's it's a classic, but it's like eh, I don't like it. Same with Lawrence of Arabia. I don't really like that movie. That movie's also four hours long, so I feel like I have an excuse not to like that one. Stagecoach was only an hour 20, <laughs> and I still didn't like it. Uh, so sorry all the John Wayne stands out there. Maybe put your clan robe back on backwards so you don't have to listen to this episode. Let's transition into music, huh? Okay. Okay. Let's go. Um, things happened, actually, so... That's uh, the first for this year, I think. Yeah. I listened to the first two albums I've listened to, or like new albums um, this year, and it's the end of January. So I guess we were just off to a slow start like everything else. Yeah. Um, but they get two albums this week. One was uh, completely unexpected. I'll save that one. Um, uh, but Paranual uh, released a new album, um, After the Magic, uh their South Korean kind of shoegaze outfit. Um, pretty good. I, I need to listen to this more. I only listened to it through once. Um, I don't like it as much as their uh, last album um, yet. I, I feel like I feel like I haven't given this one the time of day enough yet. There is a lot of very cool, like, more dream pop elements to it and more, like, indie rock where it'll go into more acoustic parts, which is really cool. Um they're always like it's a very lo-fi mix, so it's not like the very smooth shoegaze or dream pop. 
um, that we're probably used to. It is very rough, and you can feel how, like, chunky the compression gets on things. Mm -hmm. um, it creates really cool effects, but, like, it also makes it so you kind of have to be in the mood to listen to it because it kind of get like, very harsh. Um, but pretty pretty good. Um, I need to listen to it more. But as of now, I, I'm still digging it quite a bit. Um, I'm liking this little, like, um, resurgence of shoegaze in general. But, um, yeah. So that's that one. Uh, the other one that came out was Lil Yachty. Um, yeah, people have been talking about this one. The weirdest thing that has ever happened i still don't believe that this is a real album um but he made a uh psychedelic rock album oh. um yeah so imagine dark side of the moon and tame impala um that's the kind of <laughs> Wait, sound what? we're a little yeah. yachty yeah oh. uh and the weirder thing is that it's like ridiculously good oh um yeah, I think I liked every single song. There's one or two that are kind of below the rest, but, like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what happened. He made the Poland song last year that kind of blew up for being, like, kind of silly. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. And then he did, like, a collab with a, with, on a Tame Impala song, and then this is what happened out of that. So, huh. um, yeah, the intro was, like, seven minutes long, and it feels like a Pink Floyd intro. Um He's even got like the the electric organ and like people belting in the background, like like the whole Pink Floyd thing. Um, we saw the sun as a uh, sh like a slow dive dream pop song with a Bob Ross sample at the end. Um, oh, this and every track bleeds into each other. It's kind of crazy. I was, like, halfway through it, and I still could not believe that this was, like, a real thing I was listening to, and this isn't, like, a mashup that someone made on YouTube. Um, but this is a real thing. Uh, it actually works really well. I kind of like that he took this kind of sound and added, like, the trap delivery or, like, the melodic rap delivery because it actually works really well, surprisingly. Mm. Um, I feel like you could mess this up so easily, but... Uh, probably the most rare thing he just kind of mailed it on all fronts hmm. um which i mean that's one way to do it like he's been he's had some good records um but like i mean it's it's this is something that like you can't really recreate yeah i do think borrowing from these different genres in hip-hop is very important you see this like igor was again a standout one even like swimming and circles from Mac Miller, that is very different for the hip hop field. Yeah, um, those are the ones that succeeded that are like very good. Like let's shift into our alternative music, or let's shift into like more old school jazzy kind of um, music to throw in there. Yeah. And this one's like the psychedelic rock element. Um, there are tons that go bad. We have like Kid Cudi's Speeding Bullet to Heaven, which is also a rock record that turned out awful. Yeah. Um, we have Logic's Supermarket, which is a singer-songwriter album that turned out awful. Um, so this is an incredibly rare thing. <laughs> yeah. But it, it slaps. It is so fun. It's so easy to listen to. Um, it's not psychedelic to the point where it's like, you know, crazy time signatures and random beepity bop effects everywhere. It's very grounded. And it's like, you can definitely just throw it on and have a good time with it. Hmm. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a little bit of funk elements in there as well. He has some pretty good, um, like, vocalists he had help with this thing. 
So there are definitely points where it's him and then like a female vocalist will carry on the rest of the track and it'll just be a very nice like groove set in. But hmm. yeah, uh, absolutely nuts. Yeah, I, I'll have to check I don't out. know. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, I this has an AI artwork and I actually like it. So like <laughs> the AI artwork actually works. People were getting like, why did he use an AI artwork? And then people didn't realize that he was trying to like talk about how artificial the music industry is. Um, oh yeah. And like these fake people laughing at him because he's going to make an album that doesn't fit uh what they thought he was, you know. <laughs> yeah. But people can't people can't consume media and then make good takes on it. I think we've <laughs> figured that out at this point. <laughs> Only we are capable of having good I'm takes. just saying you got to at least think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to go on Twitter immediately and be like, "Ooh." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but this is fantastic. So uh, the weirdest thing is that Lil Yachty has my album of the year so far. So oh, hey. That's that's out of two albums, but it's still kind of crazy. <laughs> that, that is my favorite of the year so far. I don't and know if it's going to stay going to probably way. stay there for a little bit, actually. Because well, I mean, Genius we're going to have Boy Genius until like end March. of March. So. Yeah. Yeah. True. So it might be up there for a little bit, but <laughs> super fun. Um yeah, running out of time. We saw the sun, uh, paint the sky, reach the sun, reach the sunshine. Those are probably my favorites. Reach the sunshine has a pyramid song, Radiohead inflection in it too, and like lyric interpolation. So I don't. He just pulled from everywhere. Yeah. Huh. I don't know. It's crazy good. Kind of blew my mind, but that was probably the coolest moment we've had in a while. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. Huh. Interesting. Other than that, yeah, that was that was the majority of the excitement this week. I haven't listened to any other metal records, so my metal journey has kind of taken a pause because of Lil Yachty, well, of um, course. which is, again, a wild sentence. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I'll probably continue that for next week. Um, but that's it, I think. That's it? I think so. Oh. We have some content, but it's still pretty slow. True. What did, well, we reacted to Aaliyah. Yep. That, well, that's not going to be out. That'll be out next week. What did we just What did we just release? War on Drugs. War on Drugs. Yeah. Yeah, that album's fantastic. I've been listening to that a lot, actually. It's, it's really it's good. good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm a fan of the War on Drugs. Not the event, but the band. I'm joining the war on drugs on the side of the drugs. Oh. Yeah. That's oh. good. That's good. <laughs> All right. Well, then I guess that that's it for podcasts. I don't know if we have anything to look forward to. I did tease that we were probably going to be reacting to the new uh, Starfield trailer because there was an Xbox developer direct last week, um, but nothing was interesting. The Bethesda <laughs> thing that they were teasing was Elder Scrolls Online. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. A little unfortunate. And then everything else was like mid. So it wasn't even worth talking about. So nothing to look forward to ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. That's it. Full stop. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>